Hello and welcome. My name is Rashim Mogha and I'm your host for this Empowered Women of the World podcast. This podcast is for you. It is for me and it is for all women who want to take charge of their career and happiness. In this weekly podcast we will talk about technology. We'll talk about leadership and we will talk about mindfulness. We will talk about how you can discover, visualize and actualize your success whatever that means to you. We will also talk about our common opponent, the conscious and unconscious bias which we deal with on daily basis. And we'll share ways to navigate work politics. At the end of each podcast, I will share with you a tip or a resource that you can use to be successful. It's going to be a fun ride, so hop on and join me on this journey every week. And today, I'm so excited to welcome Alekhya Pochiraju on the show. Alekhya is a biomaker operations manager at Genentech where she provides clinical oncology biomarker operations expertise. Today we are going to talk about the need for having diverse population in clinical trials. Welcome Alekhya. Hi Rashim, thank you for having me. I'm excited to speak to you. I'm so excited to have you on the show today like yeah you and I have had some conversations around clinical trials and the need for having diverse uh, population in those clinical trials and I'm so so excited to bring this subject to our audience in 35 countries over 35 countries actually the Eva family so before we get started what are clinical trials like yeah Yeah, that's a great question to uh, to begin this podcast. So, before medicines are approved and they become available in the market, they need to be tested for safety and efficacy. And the purpose here is to ensure the medicines have an in, uh, they behave as intended in humans. So, it goes through a complex process called the clinical trials which is well regulated, it is rigorous. and it begins in lab research and it's incrementally phased into human clinical trials so to to set the context every drug that's put out there in the market any medicine that's put out there in the market has to go through rigorous clinical trials to be approved is that correct absolutely every new medical treatment has to go through this process awesome so that sets the context for this now you and i have spoken about genetic variation playing a key role in how patients actually respond to the drug or medical products and yet how clinical trials often lack diversity and minority equity let's talk about that a little bit sure um so what's observed and documented too is response to medicines and these responses can vary based on factors like ethnicity genomic ancestry and gender and these variations occur more prominently in certain diseases say certain types of cancers than other nevertheless the response and variation is based on ethnicity and race these variations do exist So what I'm trying to say is that it's important for clinical trial research to mirror the population of the patient who experienced the disease. Right so for example um the race and ethnicity based differences do uh, do occur and are observed in colon cancer and 
what this implies is how people respond to medicine like what works for non-hispanic white population does not always work for african-american population and this is a significant thing because one of the leading causes for cancer death is colon cancer and i have to bring this up because i've been thinking about colon cancer for some time now since the news of um, chadwick boseman's death the black panther star he was diagnosed with colon cancer he was diagnosed much later and the medical treatments that he received it did not result in a successful outcome and this bears some importance because the rate of incidence or to simply put it the rate of occurrence of colon cancer is 20 percent higher in african um, american population and with that they're also 40 percent higher when it comes to likelihood of death in this population so it becomes paramount to have clinical trials that explicitly study the link between race and ethnicity and the medical treatment outcomes. So when these clinical trials are done, I'm just curious, and thank you, that was very enlightening, by the way. Um, I'm just sure. so, so um, intrigued by the topic, I quickly jumped off to the next question. Um, but when these clinical trials are done, like what is the population size how is how is the clinical trial uh, sample set if you will um, is decided yeah that's a great question so the clinical trials have to move through different phases and typically they have phase one that goes all the way till phase four so for phase one it's a it's a very small sample size and they're trying to understand how it impacts how the medicine uh, or the investigational drug impacts human. And the participant size is about six to 10. Typically, again, there are exceptions, but that's the uh, participant size for phase one. And as it becomes incremental, phase two would have up to 300 participants and phase three would have somewhere between 300 to 3000. And phase four is when it is released in the market and long-term effects are being evaluated. So it's a very thought, thorough process that before that, that happens before drug hits the market. Okay, now I have even more questions than I had before we started this podcast. But because, before we go too much into clinical trials, let's also talk in context of COVID because we are in the midst of this pandemic, right? It's not going away anytime soon. How is COVID disproportionately impacting people of color? Sure. Um, I want to point out that, unfortunately, the racial and ethnic disparities in healthcare systems, they have existed um, in the United States and globally way before COVID-19, right? So after this recent pandemic or due to this recent pandemic, what it has essentially done is cast a spotlight on these disparities. So people of color um, and minorities do face greater risk of infection, greater risk of hospitalization, and also death from COVID-19. There's been like plenty of research on how this um, uh, impacts people of color, but one of the recent studies done by EPM um, and APM stands for um, American Public Media. It's being conducted independently. It's a nonpartisan research. And they have come up with several 
metrics on how it impacts, but one of the robust metrics is age-adjusted COVID-19 mortality rate. And what the stats show here is indigenous people are 3.4 times more likely to have died of COVID-19 than white Americans. And this exists in African-American population too, where the likelihood of impact is 3.6 times higher. And for Latino population is 3.2 times um, higher. So these do exist, but I want to point out that COVID-19 is relatively a newer infection. So it is too early for us to like correlate the genetics with the impact. Um, all we know and all we can say for sure is that these disparities are systemic and they are driven by lack of access to quality healthcare. Wow, those are some um, uh, depressing numbers, right? Yes, I did not want to use the word depressing in there, but there you go. Um, so let me ask you this. Why is there a lack of diverse candidates for clinical trials? And what can pharma companies do to ensure that there is representation from as many genetic pools as possible in these trials? Like, I don't understand if it's so important, why is there not, you know, what samples are, sample representation of different genetic pools in clinical trials? Absolutely, that's a good question too. And it's a tough question to answer. There are multitude of reasons on why clinical trials lack diversity and have the participation gap that they do. But an important and an underlying uh, determinant is equity in access to healthcare. And these are the result of socioeconomic conditions, which have shown to have major barriers when it comes to participation. And they also do impact uh, minority groups disproportionately. Right, and when you think in terms of uh, minorities and people of color, a common challenge for them that prevents them from participating is the lack of awareness and lack of education about clinical trials and also the absence of trust in the medical community. And there has been lingering distrust from past optimization and medical experiments. So all of these do constitute um, a, a grim picture. And I could also say that has recently has in 90s there were experiments that were conducted uh, for measles vaccines on six-month-old babies who were from Black and Hispanic origin in LA area, actually. And this was done without consent from uh, their parents or from their guardian. And this unconsent unconsented trial eventually had a detrimental impact on the health of babies. So rightfully so, there is a reason to not have the trust. But I want to like, end this question with a positive note if I could. One of the things Genentech is doing to narrow the disparity is, and which is proving to be successful, is tailoring studies that focus specifically on underdeserved minority population. So there's an, as we speak, there's an ongoing COVID-19 related clinical trial, which is specifically designed to cater to these populations. And I believe that these are right steps and these are also the right steps in the right direction. Um, if there's one thing that I hope we could take, take away from this question is that pharma and biotech companies 
have to be deliberate. They have to make a conscious effort in creating this health equity opportunities for underrepresented. Well, I sure hope that the pharma companies are listening and making a conscious effort to bring diversity into clinical trials. It's it's just so important. Um, thank you so much, Alekia, for being on the show. I'm sure we could talk forever on this topic. Um, I have a lot of questions. I might be following back with you on, on quite a few of those after this podcast, but I really appreciate you taking out time today and talking to us about diversity in clinical trials. Absolutely. This is my uh, passion topic. I am ready to talk for hours on this. I'm hoping to like connect with you later on too, but thank you so much. And I hope this information is helpful to your listeners. And I hope this uh, information piqued their interest to learn more about clinical trials. Thank you, Alekia. And today's resource for you is the link to the gratitude affirmations. The link is in the show notes below. I hope you use these affirmations every day and keep positive during these pandemic times. Thank you for joining me today and thank you for loving, liking, supporting and sharing the podcast. Remember sharing is caring. I love your feedback, emails and messages. So please keep them coming. Look forward to seeing you again in our next podcast. Till then, keep empowering the world.